1: Well, hello friends. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Liam, the Director of Local Ministries here at True Talk 800 and also KPDQ and The Fish. And I'm very honored that today's special guest is Al Ray. You remember the name of Al Ray because he's been on our airwaves before. Al and his wife, Autumn, are the founders of Marriage Team, where Al serves as the executive director in a full-time capacity for which he volunteers his services. Their home office is in Vancouver, Washington, and do check out their website, marriageteam.org. So thanks so much for coming in, Al. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, autumn's a little under the weather, but uh, I'm doing fine, and it's wonderful to be here with you, Mike.
1: We are going to have to keep autumn in prayer. Hope, hopefully she'll feel better soon, and we could have the two of you on together, because, well, you're married.
2: <laughs> right. We'd love that.
1: So something I've noticed besides the fact that Marriage Team has a Facebook page and the Twitter address at Marriage Team, all of which is one word, is that Marriage Team has different locations all over the country, doesn't it now?
2: Well, it does. It has coaches that are located throughout Washington and Oregon, some in Nebraska and some in Mobile, Alabama. But the interesting thing is that coaches can coach via Skype. As a matter of fact, this morning, my wife and I were coaching a couple in the Czech Republic uh, before she crashed and had to go back to bed.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. So no longer do we have the limitations of having to meet in person that we once did. That's true. Well, that's good. Well, it says here in your biography that you were married back in 1970. And as the leaders here at Marriage Team, does that mean by— any stretch of the imagination that your marriage hasn't been perfect since nineteen seventy.
2: Oh man. No way at all. As a matter of fact, I think that's what got us involved in the ministry. We were always committed to staying married, but we struggled a lot and we'd go to marriage enrichment retreats and weekends and we really worked on our marriage. But come Monday morning, um Autumn's playbook and my playbook, we would just be back to the same old ruts. So as a matter of fact, I mentioned playbook, but let me just explain. Uh, the the metaphor for this is we're born onto different teams and we learn the plays for our life that work for us in that home of record. So it is expectations, it is how we handle anger, bitterness, conflict, all that stuff. We get married, we create a new team. The problem is we bring our old playbook and we don't share it effectively with our new teammate. So consequently, we're running plays that are actually Contradictory that we we don't work together. Pretty soon we're fighting about whose playbook is right, and uh, and the marriage is in problem is in trouble.
1: You know, I love your sports analogy there because we do walk into marriage kind of rosy eyed a lot of the time. We're looking forward to having a constant companion. We're looking forward to having someone to sleep with, and just the whole new chapter of life beginning, starting families together, and. Even those of us who've gone through good, solid, biblical, uh, church-led premarital counseling still go through many of the stumbling blocks that even the unchurched couples have uh, in their way. So can you tell us what exactly led you to launch Marriage Team in the first place, and how have you seen it grow over the years? You mentioned Skype for one.
2: Right. Well, it started in uh, 2001— As a simple church ministry. And at that time we were calling it mentoring. And we actually came down to uh, Clackamas County and received initial training with an initiative that Tom and Liz Dressel brought to town with Mike McManus and Marriage Savers. So uh, Tom and Liz are very active in the community in in, uh, strengthening and saving marriages, but that's where we first got introduced. Um, So we took the program back to the church and for about five years It was just a church program, but Autumn and I had gone out and trained some couples in other churches, and when we followed up with them, we found out that they weren't mentoring or coaching anybody because the church didn't have a program. So actually, the idea for forming an independent nonprofit was Autumn's, and little did we know at the time what all that involved. But her idea and vision uh, was that if we were to create it, people would come. So we could train Christian couples to be marriage coaches, and we could— We could do the placement process, monitor and track results, provide insights if they got stuck, and effectively provide a coaching service for the community where people that might not call a church for help would call an independent nonprofit and then be connected with a Christian couple. So it worked as a great outreach. It worked to equip couples in the church to be able to be active in their faith and serve and help others. And it was a wonderful idea, and it's just been amazing how the Lord has blessed uh, that initial vision that she had and where we are today.
1: That's a beautiful thing. So when she first mentioned it to you, what were your thoughts?
2: Uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I didn't, I think I had a little bit better understanding of what it would take to start an organization, but I didn't have a real good one. Um, but so anyways, we just jumped in and we started doing it. And one thing led to another. Uh, we were doing it out of our home in the basement. We had got office space. Um, and you know, more people came to the training, um, so we have over a hundred coaches right now that are that are actively coaching. Um, and I might add, though, that that we do have capacity for more couples who might be interested in either strengthening their marriage, or if they feel it's it's in a rocky situation, to actually uh, get it back on track.
1: So, do you think that we, as members of the the, the church, often let each other down by? Putting on the appearance of everything going well as if we don't need help. I think it's a pride issue, isn't it?
2: Well, I, I'm, I would say yes, it probably is. There may be some other factors as well, but clearly that gets in the way because everybody has on their Sunday face, and nobody's willing to share what's really going on because they're embarrassed or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but that is where Christian couples can really— when they ask somebody, so how you doing? And they say, oh, everything's fine. They say, no, really. How are you doing? How's your marriage going? And it's that care and concern when somebody starts to open up. And we have, we have seen couples, because they were aware of what Marriage Team offers, able to say, you know, I've, got, I've heard about this program. You ought to give them a call and see what will happen. And a lot of the couples come from referral, because people know that there's something out there that can be done, and they just suggest that their friend give it a call and give us a call and find out.
1: So for those of our listeners who are, say, less familiar with Marriage Team as an organization, can you give us your elevator pitch?
2: Sure. Marriage Team trains Christian couples to be marriage coaches, and then places couples with coaches. And it is, coaching is very effective. About 30% of the couples that come to marriage team are really struggling in their marriage and, and have even talked about divorce. After coaching, 94% of those couples that have talked about divorce are no longer talking about divorce, and they've taken that out of their vocabulary. And the reason it's so effective is because it helps couples move to action and to make agreements and follow through. It's the behavior change that ultimately causes the feelings to change, and that's what coaching is so good at doing. It helps people create agreements and move to action.
1: I think a lot of our listeners may attend churches, whether they're smaller or larger ones, that would have something along the lines of a married couples class, where they're sitting in with, I don't know, five or 50 different couples on a Sunday for 45 minutes while their kids are in Sunday school. Can you give us... Um, a taste of what you do as a couple-on-couple mentoring program versus what we might already see out there.
2: Sure. The marriage classes in, in churches are great, and what they do is they help to create awareness of what should be done. And the assumption on those is that people will be able to move from awareness to action. The the fact of the matter is that there are some people that when they're made aware of what's going on can make changes. But just like Autumn and I, we would go to the seminars, we'd become aware of what should be done. But when she said something that pushed my button or I pushed her button, we were behaving in the same old pattern. For instance, she might want to avoid conflict. So I I want to resolve it. And she goes into her corner, into her cave and won't address it. And I didn't know how to deal with that. What the coaching couple-on-couple couple does, it helps a couple to explore the dynamics of what's going on, to understand the feelings and the emotions of each person in that relationship, and then it helps the couple to explore options, that they, things they can do differently to get different results. And it's that exploration of options and the coach helping them to select an option that will work for them that really results in the change. Coaches don't give advice. The couples have the wherewithal and, and the understanding of their unique marriage relationship to figure out what they need, but we are stuck, in it's—coaches it like oil in an engine. It facilitates movement. If you take the oil out, the engine's going to seize up, and I think that that's what happens. The, the marriage loses the oil, and it seizes up. Coaches provide that oil so that it can work more efficiently.
1: It's funny you go into a car analogy right now, because— There are some people who are just meticulous about their automotive schedules. You know, at 80,000 miles, you're supposed to do A, B, and C. Over the years, I'm ashamed to admit, I've been kind of the one where I'd try to remember to change the oil every three months or how many thousands of miles you're supposed to do it in. But a lot of the times, I would let things go so long that it would be a major repair. Instead of changing the brake pads, I'd have to get new rotors, for instance. So- is marriage team necessary for every couple? Or Do you find that the majority of people calling marriage team are on their last legs or, or what?
2: We do find that couples that call are experiencing some difficulty. But I like to frame it in a different way. Olympic champions have coaches. And they don't have it because they're bad or they're poor performers. They have it because they want to be better. So we will ask a couple, rate your marriage on a scale of 1 to 10. And if it's a 9, what would it be if it was a 9.5? How I mean, what would be different if you were to get it to that next level? So coaching can help a couple go from wherever they are, from a 2 or a 3 um, to a 7, or from a 7 to a 9, or from an 8 to a 9.9. So it really applies to the full spectrum of couples.
1: So whether you're a newlywed or you've been married for decades, Marriage Team can help you out. We're going to learn more about Al Ray and Marriage Team. You can check out the website, org, Also on Twitter at the address, at Marriage Team, and on Facebook, at Marriage Team. Give them a call at 360-450-6042. And thanks for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with our very special guest, affectionately given the nickname of 93.1 Al Ray. It's an inside joke to our sister station, L Ray. Al is the founder of Marriage Team, and he serves as its executive director full-time as a volunteer. If you want to give him a visit, they're located at 1400 Northeast 136 Avenue, Suite 201 in Vancouver. And feel free to give them a call at 360-450-6042. So thanks so much for coming out here in person today, Al. Earlier on, we were talking about marriage, team, and using sports and automotive analogies to say why it's important to have accountability for your marriage. So can you give us some of the other tools and resources that Marriage Team provides?
2: Sure. Um, We really focus on the communication process. And that is the essence of how couples can work through issues when they really understand each other. And what we find is that people think they understand because they've heard it before. But, for instance, when Autumn is talking to me, if I didn't have a coach around, I would start As she's talking, I would start crafting my answer, and I wouldn't really be listening to what's going on. And I certainly wouldn't be asking her if I got it right or if there was more she wanted to share. So it's like a ping pong ball. It goes back and forth, and you never get to the deeper understanding of what's going on. Coaches are trained to slow the process down. When Autumn's talking, I have to listen until Autumn says, yes, you understand it, and no, there is no more. And we find that that process is just huge in creating the understanding that is necessary for couples to go on to create good solutions to uh, resolve their differences.
1: What kind of qualifications does someone have to go under to be one of your marriage team counseling couples?
2: Yes. Um, a coaching couple needs to come to 24 hours of coach training. It's done in two weekends, uh, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday afternoon, and then the following Saturday and Sunday. In that coach training, they will practice the coaching skills with another couple five different times so that by the time they leave the training, they will feel very comfortable in being able to coach another couple. They go through the exercises that we provide, and those exercises really talk about those other skills in addition to the communication. We focus on um, anger, and what do you do when you see your spouse get angry with with you or you get angry with them. So they come up with agreements on how they want to handle anger, what we're going to do with bitterness and forgiveness, how we're going to handle conflict, agreements on resolving conflict, problem solving, appreciating each other's differences, Uh, intimacy. So there's a whole section that's focused on the sexual relationship. And then finally goal setting. Uh, So that, that uh, is about nine to 12 weeks of coaching and the couples going through the training work through that material so they're comfortable in coaching another couple through the entire program.
1: So what are you most proud of? Do you have any stories, and don't name names, please, sure. but of any of the couples that Marriage Team has given good counsel to?
2: Sure. Um, I love this uh, this testimony that, um, that one individual shared with us, and this was the husband. And uh, I'm just going to... Um, Read it. It's, he says, I came into it, meaning coaching, thinking I knew everything. I mean, <laughs> that replies to a lot of us. Uh, however, coaching changed our lives. Now we can express our feelings properly and really get to know each other. We're not afraid to open up. Our trust levels have grown so much and our stress levels are ever decreasing. In the midst of coaching, we faced joblessness, almost homelessness, severe illness, hospitalization, and we lost our baby. Thanks to our new tools in marriage communication and understanding, we made it through it all, holding hope in each other. So a couple, and this was not a couple that Autumn and I coached, but we have Christian couples that can come alongside a couple that's in those kind of circumstances and give them hope when the rest of their life might even be falling apart. And it is just so rewarding. We hear coaches say all the time that they get more out of their coaching experience than the couples that they're working with.
1: So there are couples listening right now. Maybe they're veterans at their churches. They've been around for a while. Kids are out of the house, perhaps or perhaps not, or maybe they're at the grandparent stage of life. What natural skills or gifts would a couple have that might encourage you to say, you need to call marriage team. We need you and your experience to pass on your counsel to a younger, new couple. So what kind of skill set would you be searching for?
2: Sure. Well, the, f- the most important skill set is to be a Christian couple and to be in a reasonably healthy marriage. Now, there's no perfect marriages, and there's a full spectrum of what healthy is. But we've had people come to the training, and we give an inventory, and there's five levels of satisfaction in the inventory. We've had people come in the lowest level of satisfaction in the relationship, go through the training and become effective coaches. So you do not have to have a perfect marriage. What you do have to have is a desire to work on your marriage and improve it, to get it better, and a desire and a a compassion for others that are struggling in their marriage. So you really need to to want to help other couples. And if you have that, if you just care about marriages, uh, you can be equipped and trained to be effective in helping other couples work through issues. Um, you don't need to be, you know, a, a marriage all-star in order to be effective.
1: That's good to know. So if someone was interested in at least continuing the conversation and saying, Al, is my marriage one that you think would be a, a good uh, mentorship for another couple, what's the best way that you'd prefer to be contacted by?
2: Sure. They can call that main number that you've been giving out, Mike, uh, the 360-450-6042. Uh, We offer training twice a year in Vancouver. The next one is coming up in October. When we offer it in Vancouver, we do offer it for free. So couples can learn about the program and get equipped. The expectation is that when they complete the program that they will uh, be motivated to sign up as coaches. It is not a marriage enrichment weekend free experience. Our desire is for them to be coaches. But some couples just don't feel gifted at it they don't feel it's their calling we want people that are that really see it as something that they can do so there's no requirement that they coach another couple um, but that's certainly our desire is to equip them to be uh, of service to the community
1: that's good to know so let's backtrack less about marriage team and more about al and autumn ray can you tell us where you met in the first place
2: Sure, we met at uh, college uh, in nineteen sixty nine I graduated mm-hmm. in sixty nine with an engineering degree where'd you go uh Michigan tech it's on uh, lake Superior northern Michigan mm-hmm. and uh autumn was up there to uh well i don't want to put words in her mouth but but she was up there not to be an engineer <laughs> but uh to be able to move on with her life mm-hmm. as uh and they selected the school because engineers were a type of individual that might be a suitable uh Mate. So
1: is that what some people may have referred to as the MRS degree? Yeah. Yep. Okay.
2: Um, but it was strategic. But we met there and uh, and started dating there. Um, I immediately went into the Air Force upon graduation, and uh, we were married uh, about a year later um, between assignments.
1: So when did you know that you were going to go beyond the dating stage and that this is the woman you wanted to marry?
2: Um, it was probably about six months. Um, uh, we had been talking about it and everything, and at the time that I graduated, I really wasn't sure what was going on, but as we dated and everything and I saw her qualities, um, it just became much more obvious that that was what was meant. I might add that at that time, neither one of us were Christians. Autumn was, uh, grew up in a Lutheran, uh, going to to church in a Lutheran uh, faith, and I didn't go to church at all, so... Um, we clearly weren't, um, you know, born-again Christians.
1: Interesting. So when did you come to know the Lord in the first place?
2: Well, that's that's a really great story. <laughs> we were attending one of those seminars that we talked about, and this one happened to be a Dr. James Dobson seminar in San Antonio, Texas in 1978 or 79.
1: Okay, so, so what would drag a non-Christian couple to a Dobson marriage weekend encounter type event?
2: Yeah. Well, in that time, um, people didn't know... Or we didn't know that Doctor Dobson was a Christian. Um, Autumn, he was talking about parenting, and we had a, a son and a daughter at that time, and we wanted to be better parents. So Autumn signed us up, and I was always good to go for those things. So we went, and in the very in this that seminar, he actually filmed the first focused on the family series because he'd been traveling on the road 300 days a year, and he, he said, I wasn't even following my own advice about pay attention to your family. Ouch. So they made the video so that he could get off the road and focus on, you know, building the ministry. Um, <clears throat> so at the beginning of it, he asked the audience, and this auditorium was filled with people. I'll bet there were a couple thousand people there. Um, he said, how many people are committed Christians? Now, I knew I was not a Christian, so I wasn't going to stand up, but he asked people to stand up. Autumn thought about it, and she thought she was a Christian, but the word "committed" sort of confused her, so she didn't stand up. But it, that that seed was planted. She started going to a Bible study, and you know, within about a year, she accepted the Lord. And about a year after that, I saw the change in her life, and I my heart was softened towards going to church, and you know, being more open to that. And I accepted the Lord as well. So. Um, it was a very interesting story about how a desire to be a better parent resulted in us, you know, going down that path and becoming Christians.
1: You know, we all have these Pollyanna-like visions in our heads of what the ultimate Christian upbringing would include, but we've all got our own different testimonies. And God allows what He allows for His infinite joy. And it's neat how becoming parents led you to this Dobson seminar was really brought you to god in the first place
2: right right it was uh yeah it was quite a remarkable uh journey
1: so at the time had you known that dr dobson was a christian what would the odds have been if you still go into this parenting conference
2: oh i think we would have gone because um you know we weren't anti-christian but we were just you know it was i mean i'd gone to church but i you know and i didn't dislike christians it just that wasn't you didn't mind it but you didn't embrace it exactly yeah
1: so when was the, well, basically autumn returned to the Lord, or perhaps stronger than ever. But when was the light bulb moment for you, for someone who did not grow up as a Christian?
2: Well, I think that shortly after that, we went to a, um, a weekend, um, a marriage encounter weekend. And I can remember having uh, an experience as I was, the, I mean, they had, you know, everybody closed their eyes and were praying. And I had an experience of, um, being on a beach, and Jesus was at the water's edge, and everybody was crowded around.
1: And this is a vision you'd you seen. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. His name is Al Ray. He is the full-time volunteer executive director of Marriage Team. Shoot him an email sometime at al.marriageteam.org at and check out the website marriageteam.org for more information. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. His name is Al Ray, founder of Marriage Team in Vancouver. His website is marriageteam.org. Very special guest here on Difference Makers is Al Ray. Al, I'm having such a good time finding out more about you as well as Marriage Team. So tell us how it's been throughout your career. You mentioned entering the military pretty much right after college, and then getting married to Autumn, whom you dated from your college days, having a couple of kids, and then after this James Dobson parenting class, coming to know the Lord. It's just a beautiful story, and it touches me how much it's touching you to this day.
2: Yeah, yeah and um, so that happened in San Antonio, Texas, and uh, that was at about my 10-year point in the Air Force um, so we, I went on for a career of 27 years. So we continued to move around. We were obviously uh, in very involved in the churches in our different assignments. And, you know, through that experience, we were leading marriage classes or family classes or doing, you know, work like that. So like I had said earlier, we had that interest in, you know, strengthening marriage, uh, even though, you know, you'd mentioned earlier about like having the Sunday face on. Even though when you go home, things might not be nearly the way you'd want to portray them at church. Uh, so we we struggled like couples do with our own differences and issues, and trying to work through those effectively. Um, but it, but anyways, the uh, I came out to um, to Portland area on my last assignment to be the uh, ROTC instructor at the University of Portland to lead that program. And when we retired, we stayed in the area and. Because we were now sort of settled, we really got a chance to get really involved in marriage ministry.
1: So tell me, how did your uh, kids end up after you went from just being dad to dad the Christian all of a sudden?
2: (laughs) Well, the kids were still pretty young. So for them, I think, well, our son was about uh, five, five and a half, and our daughter had just been born. So they effectively grew up in a Christian home. Um, So... They sort of took it as just that was the norm for them. Oh, well, That's great.
1: Yeah. And where were they today?
2: Well, actually, we were really blessed. Our son had moved away from home, and he was in, the te- in Texas for several years, and uh, he moved back to this area. And while he was here, he met a girl um, in a strange—he met her over the fax machine, and uh, that's a long story, but— um, <laughs>
1: But, but uh, no, no, I'm not letting you off the hook on this. How do you meet a girl at a fax machine?
2: She'd actually send a resume to the Camas School District, and uh, he was the technology director there right next to the HR office. And the HR office, the fax machine, you know, botched up. So they'd asked him to come over and fix it. So he got the half fax off the machine and had to call her up and tell her to re- retransmit it. And as they started talking, he'd come back here from Houston. She lived in the Houston area. So that started a relationship. Oh, how funny! Yeah, so she now teaches in the Camas School District, and uh, he's a tech director up at up in Longview for uh, Lower uh, Columbia River, Co- Lower Columbia College. That's great that yeah.
1: they ended up so close by you. Yeah,
2: and our daughter, uh, who's five years younger, um, when she graduated from Laterno in Texas, uh, she got married and they lived in New Hampshire, and uh, she and her husband were transferred out here, and now they live in Camas and she teaches AP Biology there and. And they're the parents of our five-year-old grandson. So oh,
1: congratulations! Yeah. So the family, despite moves across the miles, they've all ended up in your sweet spot here. Yes, so. it's a real Do you get it, together on uh, special occasions and frequently.
2: Uh, yeah, all the time. I mean, our grandson comes up in the morning uh, because uh, our daughter teaches the first two classes. So he spends about three or four hours with us in the morning every day, and it's just wonderful.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah,
2: the Lord's really blessed us. We're we're just you know, so thankful.
1: Are you fun grandparents? Do you, do you let your grandson get away with things that your kids complained that, about that you never let them do when they were young?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. You know, it's very interesting. Autumn is a great grandmother, not she's a, she's a gr- a good grandmother, <laughs> um, but she just, she has Ethan eaten out of her hand. He's just so well. And she, she talks to him just like a young adult and, and he just really blossoms. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And I think the value of being a grandparent is that they do get to go home. So, you know, all of the impatience and the other stuff when you're raising your kids and you've got all the stresses going on, is just isn't there. And uh, it makes that whole relationship so much different.
1: That's a beautiful thing. It is. So now that they're happily married, have they ever mentioned to you about how Marriage Team affected your marriage with Autumn and any good points that they've taken in their own marriages today?
2: Yeah um actually um our son had moved back here his marriage team was being founded so he was sort of one of the idea guys behind when we were trying to come up with a name and different things like that uh, but both of our our children and their spouses have been through the coach training and uh they've both coached another couple yeah that's and, great and uh we have have a rule in the family that if you want to coach each other you need to ask permission um so it's worked good because there have been times when uh, Autumn and I have been in a little tiff over something as simple as walking uh, our daughter's dogs when, when she had them. And uh, she would say, so do you just want to fight about that or do you want some coaching? <laughs> so it's Ouch. hard to say no, you know.
1: So what's the average age or, or length of marriage for a mentoring couple?
2: Yeah, the, the sweet spot, so to speak, are couples that are really – have kids in high school so that they are, they've they been married for a while and the um, and the children aren't up in in the evening, or if they are, they're in another room in the house, but they don't it's have to put a, kids to a, bed. It's and,
1: tough to do that in that season of life and mentor someone else unless your schedules really mesh well, I suppose, right?
2: Exactly. So that's sort of the sweet spot, kids in high school. Um, but um, we want couples to have been married five years. But a couple that's been married five years could, could coach a premarital couple and share effectively with them. So in part of that placement process, we will look at the age uh, so that couples are matched for age and, um, you know, so it's comfortable for both the person being coached and the, and the coaches.
1: So what are some of the resources that Marriage Team can provide that you're most proud of or that you've seen having the most effectiveness
2: well, the resource, the resource we provide is that coaching service, and, uh, and that is the one that really gets the results. Um, there is a book that we wrote that sort of describes that process. It's called Rick and Jane Learn to Listen and Talk, and it is the first coaching session where um, the coaches, Sam and Sally, help a younger couple, Rick and Jane, learn to apply the communication skills. And Part of the book is a inventory that we use in the training where a person reading the book can take their own listening inventory and see where they could improve their listening. And we describe in the book how you can make an agreement on how you want to do things differently and what you want to do if you forget to follow through on your agreements, how your teammate can encourage you to be uh, more purposeful in following through on your agreement.
1: What I love about your book, and thanks for bringing it in today, it's titled Rick and Jane Listen to... Learn to listen and talk. The first step to intimacy It's from the learn to be married series by Al and Autumn Ray. What I love about it is for those of us who aren't great readers, it's not intimidating. It's it's thin. It's got fun cartoons. It's very approachable for a married couple together, not necessarily those who are great readers or bookworm types.
2: Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's it's interesting, Mike. We use that book as our textbook for the graduate-level counseling class that we teach at at Multnomah University, and we get strange comments from the students that read it. Uh, one student, for instance, said he picked up the book, and he said, you got to be kidding me. He says then he read it, and he realized that there were some really useful principles in it and some useful tools, and then he said, I didn't have to read 500 pages of a big book to get something out of it. So he really enjoyed it. Another well, that's neat. another woman said they were riding in the car and she was reading the book to her husband. It takes about twenty five thirty minutes to read, and they got to the store. So she put the book down, and their two children in the back said, "Gee, you know, we want to find out what happened to Rick and Jane. <laughs> Don't stop."
1: Oh, that's so funny. How long did it take you to read? Um, rather to write?
2: Oh, it a lot longer than it should have. Um, and it's like anything else. eighty You know, you spend eighty percent of your time on the last twenty percent. Uh, The basic writing was, you know, probably a week and a half, but by the time all the cartoons and everything was pulled together, it took uh, close to a year.
1: Well, it's a pretty production.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. So
1: that's something we really uh, strive to do with our radio programs, because we have so many great churches, outreaches, ministers, teachers, pastor types, and the words are great, and yes, they're leading people toward a better life and pointing them toward God and the Bible— However, if there's any way that we can tweak the presentation of such a program to make it more attractive to someone just flicking down the dial, we want to do that. Yeah, that's great. So in your case, writing this book, it was uh, making it pretty your years of experience and making it a more attractive, quicker read, I suppose, huh?
2: Yeah, it, it was. And the the fact is, marriage coaching is relatively new, um, I mean, and people always wonder what the difference is between counseling and coaching. And we thought that that short story would be a good way to, to show that, that the coaches never give advice. It's always about asking questions. It's about sharing observations. It's about being a mirror that reflects back what they're seeing for the other couple's understanding and, and discussion and ultimately uh, that couple taking the action. So we thought it was a good way to not only present the tools, but on the flip side to present what coaches really do to, to make it less intimidating.
1: In a fun way. Yes, in well, a fun that's way. that's good. So you mentioned about your military career. Tell us about oh, other things Autumn's done over the years.
2: Oh, gee. Um, Autumn has, she has been a trooper. She's done multiple jobs. I mean, I always had one job. Every place we went, she'd find something to do, and uh, and she did it very effectively. She finally got her degree in the uh, early 90s, and when we came here, she actually became a, a professional social worker. and. Uh, ultimately a volunteer manager, and uh, she retired from uh, Multnomah County as the volunteer manager for the Department of Community Justice. So she, And she, you know, she worked with people, and she placed interns into, um, vol- into volunteer situations where they could learn the skills that they need for their career, and she was wonderful at developing them and coaching them as they were trying to figure out what they really wanted to do.
1: Not only are they the authors of Rick and Jane Learn to Listen and Talk, The First Step to Intimacy, Alan and Autumn Ray are the founders of Marriage Team in Vancouver. Make sure that you give them a call at 360-450-6042. And do make sure that you check out their website, org. You're listening to True Talk 800, and this is Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. Very happy to have in our studio Al Ray, one of the founders, alongside his wife Autumn, of Marriage Team. Marriage Team is located in Vancouver with more information about their wonderful mentoring and counseling resources at marriageteam.org. And how neat was it to write a book together with Autumn being Rick and Jane Learn to Listen and Talk, The First Step to Intimacy?
2: Yeah, and it's very interesting, the writing experience, um, because we have two different styles and everything. So we had plenty of opportunity to use the very tools that we mentioned in the book as we were doing the writing. Uh, but Autumn is very creative, and she's she thinks through things. She's very um, purposeful and strategic. So um, she just adds a tremendous amount of value. I Tend to write it out and get it down, and then she does the proofreading and the in the editing to uh, you know make it so that nothing is overlooked and that it really relates to the audience. So um, it's a good team.
1: Well, it is a good team that God has put together. Absolutely, in marriage overall, and also in the marriage of Alan, Autumn, Ray. So, did you find that it was it was fun working together? Was it frustrating at times? Did you want things one way? Did she say? change it or add to it or to just take it out altogether at times?
2: Um, yeah. In the second book, which we've written, it, it hasn't been published yet, and it's been sort of on the shelf because some other things in the ministry came up that were higher priority. But, um, yeah, there were uh, some frustrating times because we'd see things differently about what we wanted to do. Um, I view it as iron sharpening iron. Um, the the process of working together with two people that are so different is that you really do need to focus on understanding one another and, like I said, putting those tools that are in the first book into practice. But when you do, the Lord honors that, and the output is really much better than it would be if I were doing it by myself.
1: So your first book is subtitled The First Step to Intimacy. What's the second one that you're wrapping up going to be about?
2: Yes, it's anger. Because what happens is that anger is something that when it just destroys closeness— and when people don't, don't figure out how to address it effectively, it, it creates situations that then spawn bitterness. And if people have difficulty forgiving, then the bitterness is like a, a bitter root that will destroy the relationship over time. So the ultimate goal, as we call it, the Learn to Be Married series, is to write a book on anger, bitterness and forgiveness, conflict resolution, problem solving, intimacy, how to appreciate each other's differences.
1: So how can the general couple listening right now be able to step back and objectively reassess the condition of, of their marriage?
2: Well, we've put a, um, an inventory online where they can just answer some questions and see what, you know, what that says about their relationship. So that is, that is one way
1: and that would be at marriageteam.org then
2: yes it would and in we just redid the website so there's a it says marriageteam.org find a coach and it's identified there so they can just sort of get a feel for what it is but it's things like i find it difficult to share negative feelings with my teammate or my spouse so if somebody is saying true to that statement that might indicate that there's an opportunity for improvement if they could figure out how to share those negative um feelings that they have Which would draw them closer. Because what happens is when people don't share, you know, that just builds up that wall that, you know, is typical that happens in married couples as they get focused on careers and kids and, you know, they start living life, but they don't focus on the relationship.
1: So I've got friends who are newlyweds and God bless them. They're expecting their very first baby right now. Are there any words of wisdom that you could share from? Alum Autumn Ray's marriage, and from marriage team resources and materials that you'd give them as they're about to change their lives forever.
2: Yeah, um, this is, that's a that's a great question. Um, but coaches don't give advice. But having said that, I will break that rule. Um, I think the important thing for couples is that they just stay focused on the relationship. There are a lot of things that will come up that will uh, insert uh, between themselves um demands for their time the kids schedules um you know what life throws at them as far as illness sickness in-laws parents all that stuff can get in the way but it's just really important that couples take time to focus on their relationship in in whatever way works for them um it could be getting away on a periodic basis it could be date nights it could be you know just time in a coffee shop together but it's, it's really important to stay connected and not to let the uh, time erode the relationship.
1: So all these years later, where are some of the places that you and Autumn go to find solace? Is there a favorite restaurant or coffee house or room of your house?
2: Yeah, we like to go to Cannon Beach. So we'll get away for a weekend and go to Cannon Beach and just uh, veg out, walk on the beach and uh, um, take some time out. So that's probably the favorite place that we, we go to. Um, but we do like to uh, travel. Uh, we had an opportunity to do a mission trip uh, uh, last year and uh, working with marriages in, uh, with the ministry in Europe. So we took a week and did a uh, did some time in Italy.
1: Oh, that must have been fun, huh? It was. So are you going yeah. out there and saying, Hawaii, you need marriage games to, <laughs> <laughs> to go run another seminar?
2: We would love to. <laughs> so if there's anybody listening from Hawaii that would like to start a program, give us a call.
1: You know, we do have sister stations out there. Yeah. None of— them have asked for my services for anything quite yet but i'm open sure <laughs> so tell us about the couples that have come to marriage team are they all card-carrying church members bible believing christians are some of them at a stage where you were back when you went to that james dobson weekend where you weren't necessarily anti-christian but you couldn't call yourself a christian at that point
2: yeah there there's a full spectrum Probably the majority of Christians, because they hear about it word of mouth. I mean, programs like this reach out to a wider audience, and many of the listeners here might have non-Christian friends that they'd say, hey, you ought to check this out. So we do get couples that are, are not Christians. Uh, we have coached atheist couples before. We've seen couples come to the Lord as a result of the ministry. That is
1: fantastic. Yeah.
2: And the way we do it is the material is faith-based, so there is Scripture there. But we teach the coaches— to meet people where they are. So, for instance, on the ground rules covered the very first day, it says uh, we'll attend a church of our choice and we'll pray for each other. And after going over the ground rules, they say, so can you agree with these? And we've had people say, well, you know, we're atheists, we're agnostic, we don't go to church, that's going to be a problem. And the coaches are trained to share. The, the reason it's there is contrary to public opinion that those with an active faith do have better marriages than those that don't. And the statistics are about the divorce rate now is about forty-five percent, but evangelical Christians it's about 33 percent. So there is a difference. Mm-hmm. That's the reason it's there. However, we do not want this to be a barrier. If you don't want to go to church, that's not a requirement. We'll just cross that ground rule out. So we teach coaches how to stay true to the you know the desire but yet accommodate people that aren't there. Because we don't want to force people to do something. We want to give them the experience of working with a Christian couple and then thinking about it and saying, why would they do this? What causes them to do this? And to see that the Christian principles actually work, and then you know to invite them through a lifestyle kind of evangelism into learning more about the Lord.
1: I love that, the lifestyle evangelism, as yeah. opposed to, the church being first to exclude others and shoot its own if it doesn't agree with it itself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. And how has the reception been for the non-Christian couples that come to marriage team overall?
2: Well, as a matter of fact, one of those couples we coached and um, they have called us on two different occasions to come back for more coaching. Now um, they still are not believers, but they have seen the value and they know that we care about their relationship and, they have called and asked for another session or two to work a particular issue that's going on. So, um, you know, the the uh, jury's out. You know, who knows where it's going to go. And we view it as that coaches are planting a seed. And, uh, you know, the Lord and the Holy Spirit will do the watering and, and the growing of it. I might add, too, that when it comes to the scriptures and um, you know what we tell people that are nonbelievers and where scripture would be a barrier, we say, well, you know, the book's been around for a couple thousand years. So let's just look at what it says and forget the scriptural reference. A harsh word stirs up wrath. If you scream at your wife, is that going to help your marriage or hurt your marriage? So we take it and we just put it into the basic principle without focusing or reading the Bible verse out of the Bible so that people can think about the truth of the statements without, in their mind, the baggage of the scripture. Mm. So, again... Um, For Christians, it's no problem. They readily accept, you know, the truth of it. But for non-Christians, we want to meet, like I said, meet them where they are to help move them closer to Christ.
1: I'm encouraged by the fact that the non-Christian couple has come back to you and Autumn as their mentors and said, can you help us with a couple of items here? And I would posit that they didn't come back because of the wonderful materials that you have put together from marriage team, but because you and Autumn cared enough to build a relationship with them, kind of like a, a neighborhood or marketplace type ministry. You're loving on them because you're loving people, not because you're trying to pitch a program at them.
2: Right. And we find that that is not just Al and Autumn. You know, over the 100 couples that are coaches, um, you know, that's that's what we see is that coaches are trying to help others because they're committed to marriage— and they're committed to moving people closer to the Lord. And they care they care about people in relationships. And they care about the kids in those relationships because kids from broken homes do not do as well uh, when you look at the, the numbers as kids from uh, intact homes.
1: So how well does marriage team help out a couple that might be somewhat—is um, unequally yoked the right way to say that the, the wife— Believes and the husband does not, or the husband leaves and the wife does not, or they're, they're at a not-equivalent level of spirituality.
2: Yes. Um, well, clearly, I think in a lot of cases, couples are not of the equivalent spirituality. One or the other, even Christians, might be further along that road. But in the unequally yoke case, the, I think the beauty of it is that when the relationship improves and that the person, the Christian, is better able to meet the needs of the relationship— and to work together. In the case you mentioned, the wife is Christian, husband isn't. It, she's better able to come alongside her husband and to work together. That that has got to be a witness that brings the husband closer to the Lord. And as a matter of fact, that's what brought me to the Lord. Was I saw autumn's the change in autumn's life, and it had an impact on me. So I think that it is very powerful for unequally yoked couples to you know. Because they can work together effectively, it can soften the heart of the one that, that uh, isn't a
0: believer.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today, Al Ray, founder of Marriage Team. Check out the website, marriageteam.org. You can even shoot up an email, al at marriageteam.org. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800.